Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Comicast. We thank you for joining us here for another episode. Today is really exciting because Matt, Dr. Jake is finally joining us. We've yeah, talked about him like if you've been on the podcast. Years. I yeah. know. You finally get to see him if, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're just listening. Dr. Jake is here. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I know you guys have been working hard, talking about a lot of different things. And so it's awesome that I'm able to jump on and chat with uh, everybody. What's fun is, so Dr. Jake and his company actually sponsor a lot of our episodes. So when we talk about him, this is who we're talking about. And so it's super exciting because I have known Jake since I was about 23, you know? (laughs) So it's really exciting. So we're going to tell you guys a little bit more about Jake and let him tell you a lot well, a lot more better than I can. So first off, Jake, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us, you know, how you got here. Yeah. So um, I go by Dr. Jake, Jake Weinstein, but uh, I am a acute care nurse practitioner and I have a master's and a doctorate in nursing. And so I, that's the end of the journey. This, um, the beginning was starting out as an EMT and paramedic many years ago. Um, yeah. I won't date myself, but, uh, it was a while ago, um, still 29, but, um, yeah, I started out as an EMT and paramedic and then I went to nursing school and I met Matt when I was transitioning from paramedic to RN, um, somewhere, somewhere in that time period. And, and I just never left nursing school. I went and finished associates, (laughs) a bachelor's, a master's, and then a doctorate. And then, um, it kind of brings us up to speed to today. It's like a montage of education. So, <laughs> Matt, is this going to be your future? Yes. So, Dr. Jake was hopefully with a montage because it's much easier that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so when I met Jake, he was in the he was not done with nursing school yet. He was literally in the middle of his classes, still doing his clinicals, and I had at that time decided this is what I want to do. So. Dr. Jake. I so saw I've always called him Jake. So I have to like remind myself. <laughs> like Just Jake's fine him. too. Yeah. So I always kind of looked to him for advice. How do I do this? What does this mean? Because there's always a hurdle. I had no idea really what to do. And even getting to spend time with Jake as he was going through this journey um, did not involve traditional. Oh, hey, let's let's meet up this weekend and go have dinner because we did live in the same city for the first I want to say year we knew each other in Orlando. We both knew we met in Orlando. And then since then, our our jobs, our educations and uh, relationships have taken us literally all over the country. And uh, Dr. Jake would make time for me if he was passing through. He would stop by. I think I even got to hang out with you. You were, you were at a conference, I think, working on either your master's or a doctorate in, I think, D.C., which was I used to live about an hour and a half away. So I went to hang out with him for the weekend and CDC and um, just hang out with him and just hang out with my friend. And it was it's so interesting because as you tell, as I've seen him go through this and going from, you know, an EMT paramedic 
to a leadership position and just become like grow into this person it's like oh wow you're still the same person you know we used to go to chipotle together and just sit and talk (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, we always talk about some of these uh we had uh one of your other friends on last season uh and it's just uh, it's fun to see these long relationships uh that you've had and that they continued on and what that entails between between uh the two right well most of what everybody sees on Twitter is is a pretty, I would say, is pretty accurate representation of me. Um, Jake, would you agree of like what you see? I would on my say, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yep, it's pretty um, accurate. I mean, so. and that's right down to like when I'm in a mood versus perfectly cheerful and happy. But I think a lot of people don't see that I do actually have. I do know a lot of my people off Twitter, and for example, Jake and several others that we've talked to, known them for many, many years many years (laughs) at this point and so i mean jake knew me before you knew me before i got married to the first time to my ex-husband you know like (laughs) we literally had dinner with jake the day after uh i think it was the day after we celebrated that wedding in that year like i think like 10 plus years ago now it's a long time ago but you know like jake has been present for a lot of these milestones that i think a lot of people just don't see so it's super exciting when he said, I'm going to start this company. I'm going to do this. And I was like, how can we help? I mean, David and I have been long... David's been a longtime fan and friend of Jake's too. So we were just like, well, how can we support you? What do you want from us? Like, what do you want us to do? So, oh, oh here's a good point. Jake, tell tell every, tell the nice people, like, what do you, what's your company? What what do you do? What I do, yeah. So I started Mobile Care back in 2016, actually. Um, back when I don't know if you remember this, I was doing medevacs. I go back and forth to Dubai and yes. um, Afghanistan. I pick up patients and I would repatriate them back to the U.S. Um, mostly um, DOD personnel and that kind of stuff, non-enlisted people. Um, so mobile care kind of was a, uh, at the time was, um, not doing that much. Um, and then, uh, a couple years ago, about three and a half years ago, uh, the company really got involved with a clinic here in Denver that was providing, uh, hormone replacement therapy and IV therapy. And I was the provider there for a while. Um, and I saw, well, this is great. And people come here, but I really want to do mobile care. That was the name. It was on the on the nose for a reason because everybody wants stuff to come to them. I mean, you can order in Grubhub and Grinder. You can get everything you need in one fell swoop. So yeah, you can literally DoorDash Dick and food and food. <laughs> why not? So why yeah. can't you get um, why can't you get medical care to come to your door? It shouldn't be that. Um, that big of a stretch obviously can't do everything but you can do a lot of stuff so um so that's what i really started with and um i do um concierge care i go to people's homes i do urgent care primary care i do peptide therapy testosterone replacement i do a bunch of sexual health stuff dick pills um and then i also do um some stuff related to covid so COVID testing and monoclonal antibodies and um, a bunch of stuff that's kind of in the moment right now. But most of what I do is uh, hormone balancing for men and women and peptide therapy and then um, sexual health and urgent primary care. 
even, um, and with telehealth, it's great because I get to see people out of state. Um, and as an NP, it's super easy to get licensed in multiple states. I'm actually licensed in Texas and Wisconsin, Colorado, and I have um, licenses that are pending in California, New York, and Florida right now, and Georgia. So I'll have those probably in the next, I don't know, couple of weeks. I'm just waiting for them to get well, when you proved. get that Florida one cleared, I need you to text me immediately because <laughs> we have, yeah. I have a friend that needs help. <laughs> yeah. So have you noticed, uh, obviously, even before the pandemic, uh, the telehealth was kind of starting to pick up. But obviously, the pandemic has like expedited that telehealth and mobile health. Has that been true for for what you've seen? Yeah, for sure. So I think one of the good things that came out of the pandemic is people finally realized, like, maybe we should relax the rules and laws around telehealth so we can actually get providers to see people. Um, and so when the laws relaxed, they said, well, you don't need to have a license in Texas to see somebody in Texas. If you got a license in Colorado, you're in good standing. You can treat people in Texas. It's It's limited, right? So you know, if somebody over telehealth has some serious issues, you know, they're having crushing chest pain or, um, you know, they're having some sort of, you know, urgent issue, they cut their arm open. Like, that's not telehealth. Yeah. So <laughs> right. <laughs> we, can't, we can't help you. But, um, but for most of what people need, telehealth is great for like prep, for example, um, is a good one for telehealth, um, small urgent care issues. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff can be done over telehealth. Right. And I, you guys have heard me talk a lot about the various issues I have. And, you know, like I, I, I'm pretty open about all of it. I literally talked to Jake about, you know, hey, I got my blood work done and this is what it looks like. This is what my testosterone looks like. like this is a real thing for, for a 35-year-old guy. Like this is real. And so I literally do call Jake and text him. And I mean, yes, we are friends but I go through the same service. I use the service just like everybody else, but we are friends. So, you know, you have that, I think there's that comfort because you're also a gay man and, you know, my doctor is a straight guy and there's definitely a huge difference in care. You know, <laughs> like I can feel yeah. the judgment. For example, my doctor knows, he is also David's doctor and knows David is asexual when everything started going wrong with my meds and I was like, Hey, I'm having 5 million symptoms that are compounding. And I have along with having no sex drive. He's like, well, your husband's asexual. What does it matter? And I'm like, <laughs> super dismissive. I was like, incredibly dismissive. Well, I too would like my dick to work. His works. <laughs> he just chooses. He has just different feelings about it. I am not asexual. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need my brain and my dick to sync up. And so, of course, I texted Jake. I was like, okay, what is the appropriate action? Because, you know, you don't want to circumvent the system. You know, you still want, you know, like just because he's my friend, I'm not going to ask a question that's inappropriate. It's what, what is the appropriate course of action? He's like, just, okay, log in and let's see. Send me your lab work and I can look at it. You know, so I, like I said, I go through the same channels as everybody else, but having a gay man as your provider is just a relief because I don't feel that judgment. I don't feel that weirdness, you know, like you said, the dismissive attitude that is just prevalent in, you know, in medicine. And that was before pandemic. I don't even know how everybody's doing it now. I cannot believe how burned out everybody is. I would not be offended if I said, hi, I need a bandaid. And someone slapped me and told me to get out. 
You know what I mean? Like, I just wouldn't be offended because I just don't know how everybody's still standing on their own feet. Yeah, it's it's um, it's not surprising to me to, you know, because I've experienced it so many times. I think everybody who's gay or who's, you know, who's in the LGBTQ community um, and I can't imagine what it'd be like in the trans community. They probably experience it to the nth degree. Um, but, uh, but, but I know even, you know, just as a, as a gay man, that when you go to the doctor, you got to go through the whole, like, I'm gay. I like to have sex, you know, and, and and most people, they probably just don't say that, or they probably just say I'm gay and they leave it at that. Most people don't have the level of comfort to say, yeah, I'm gay and I'm into fisting or, and uh, (laughs) I go to a sex party every month and I usually take like 10 loads there. So, and I wouldn't expect people to have that level of comfort with most providers. So, and, and then that is a huge disservice to the patient because then you can't help keep them safe if you don't know what's going on. Cause it's not that people lie. It's mostly that people um, just choose not to volunteer information. Right. I've so. literally had a doctor tell me, well, I didn't need to know that. I'm like, well, I'm really sorry, but you're the only, you're the only person who can fix this, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of assumptions that happen. Um, you know, I, I can recall being at the doctor when I lived in Pennsylvania. I, uh, and he was like, so, I understand that you like to have sex with lots of men. And I said, at the time I, I was with my ex-husband and I, we were monogamous at that time. I was like, no, I have sex with (laughs) one man who's sitting right there. Like James was in hysterics laughing at me, but I mean, and that was a lighthearted moment, but had he not walked in and clarified that with me, who knows? Like, you know, I mean, and that result of that was a massive overdose on an antibiotic, which made me incredibly sick and put me back in the hospital. That didn't need to happen because he just was like assuming something else was wrong with me. That was it had nothing to do with that at all. But it's it's not talked about enough. So so happy when uh, Jake started coming forward with his company and it was like, yeah, I'll definitely talk on the podcast. I was like, well, fantastic, because this is a message everybody needs to hear. And having, again, providers that are part of our community stepping out and saying, hey, I'm here. I can help you. Let me help you. I think it's a a huge service to the community. And I think think patients and um, I think people should be calling out their providers too. Like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable with me talking about butt sex with you, then maybe you're not the right provider for me. Because I want to keep myself healthy, and the best way for me to do that is for you to know what's going on. Um, so, and if you're that person who likes to put lots of toys in their butt, you know, then that's something that you need to tell your provider. Um, because most people don't know, you know, like gay men at least don't know that they have an increased risk for colon cancer. There's, right. you know, statistically significant things that you should be aware of as a provider when you're treating people in the LGBTQ population so um and being open and honest about that is it's kind of the best way for not only the patient but for the provider too that way you can provide the best possible care to people right well you also have the whole in the straight community 
they just kind of don't talk about a lot of these things. You know, like I cannot tell you how, I mean, countless numbers. And I'm sure, you know, as a provider, you experience this right up close husbands and wives who have literally no idea how each other's bodies work, but they literally fucking produce children and they have no idea how any of it works. So they don't know when something's wrong or, you know, they don't, they don't realize they have a problem or developing a problem or, you know, when it's a take an Advil thing and when it's a, oh, you should probably call the doctor thing, but they have no idea how things work. And yeah. so I think our community gets viewed as hypersexual when in reality, it's just kind of forced more out into the open, like, you know, in media and, you know, what you see on Twitter, because obviously that is not we are not all having porn star style sex every day. But if you do do that regularly, this is not a shameful thing. This is not a shaming thing. This is a, hey, let your doctor know. Let your Dr. Jake know if you have a Dr. Jake and tell them so they know to treat you properly and to keep you healthy. One of my things I hope to do is to move forward. Like when you asked me earlier if this is my path, yes, that is actually the path I hope to walk. I hope to join Jake as one of his colleagues many years from now. <clears throat> when I'm done with that, never. It may not be that long. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can do it, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's one of the great things that, that uh, mobile health telehealth is really providing for people who are in the LGBTQ community because they're able to connect with someone like Dr. Jake or wherever uh, and to have that connection with some, a provider uh, for questions like this or for, th- for things that are concerning them that uh, they may not have access to at a local level. Um, when it's just coming up with certain questions that they're curious about. I see people. So I'll see somebody at 10 o'clock at night who doesn't have access to healthcare uh, access is kind of a funny word, but who doesn't have, who doesn't have health insurance and, you know, and their, their dicks burning and they want to get this problem taken care of and they're, they're okay paying cash. And then uh, a couple hours before I'll be seeing somebody who's, um, you know, dropping a lot of money to have testosterone pellets placed or to have an urgent care visit for their for their loved one um, while they're staying in a four or five star hotel. So um, and, you know, I I think the nice thing for me is that I'm able to bring the same level of care to people you know, kind of across across the board. Now, you know, the, the person at 10 o'clock at night who's doesn't want to wait for urgent care or doesn't know want to wait two weeks for Planned Parenthood, which love Planned Parenthood. Um, they're a great organization, but they're so busy. If right. you get an STI in Denver or STD in Denver, uh, it takes, it can take, you, you have very few options. You go to the ER, which I wouldn't recommend yeah. right now. The ERs are <laughs> a touch busy. Um, and then uh, you can go to um, an urgent care, which is also very busy. And then you can book an appointment at Planned Parenthood, which is about two weeks out right now. Um, That's a long time to have your dick burn and discharge. Yes. And also, I think a lot of people don't realize that if you suspect something, a lot of those symptoms will fade away and they'll think, oh, never mind. It's better. And it's not. It's just advancing. You yes. Know? Yeah. It'll get into your bloodstream. So. Yeah, the I mean, the best thing is get taken care of right away. So I do do a fair amount of those, especially for people who there's a there's a big segment of the population who doesn't have health insurance, um, right? But they still have money, um, and so they're still uh, able to afford care. And 
I'm actually to able to provide really good care um, at a reasonable cost. So I think, you know, amongst many things, many of the issues is, you know, health insurance companies and their uh, pricing of them is just crazy. It's just, you know, through the roof. Yeah. So especially for people who are in their 20s to, you know, 40s and don't have health issues, they're just spending a lot of money and not getting a lot in return. Right. Well, and the things they do need are dismissed, strongly dismissed. You know, when there's an opportunity to uh, give yourself an extra layer of protection, you know, like prep or, you know, checking out, you know, because people don't realize guys can get UTIs and not just from sex. You know, they don't, because they don't know about their body. And I think, mobile care because and you also you have so much experience and because you see so many different types of patients and you were you started at the emt paramedic line you've handled so many levels of care i think you have such a great platform that you're building for yourself to chime in on the conversation from many different angles and perspectives and not that just that you understand it you've lived these experiences we're all we're all lgbtq people living in a straight world so you know that's a per, that's a perspective that our our hetero providers they don't have that. I mean, I'm even the ones that are just I mean, absolutely wonderful to us and care about us and treat us just fantastically. It's not a life they live, you know. Right? Yeah. You know, I don't think they. they I don't think they know about. Well, I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but I don't think they. You know, I don't think any of them ever been to a bathhouse or been <laughs> been to a sex party and seen. You know seen what's behind the curtain so to speak or <laughs> visited mr s leather or something like that you know or they're like people do right. this like stuff, you type that you know? out of my phone the ads are already popping you know like yeah but oh i'm being totally serious you know yeah well um if someone is interested in getting in contact with you uh for uh, mobile care and it, you're they're in one of those states that you're able to how can they get in contact with you what's the process yeah, any state really. So, okay. um, you know, my services, uh, it, it, it depends on, um, so the majority of stuff I can do mobily for anybody in the U.S. and it's mobilecare-denver.com, mobilecare-denver.com. So I'm sure you guys put a link in the show yeah. notes. Yes. But uh, yeah, but, you know, if you have, um, I always do the consults are all free. People want to talk to me. Um you know, I do prep for people um, at a very reasonable price um, so they can, you know, in the Denver area, they do um, prep that includes an HIV test, a syphilis test or chemistry panel and a urine gonorrhea and chlamydia test. Um, and it's all for one hundred and sixty nine dollars every three months. Right. So I had to pay one hundred and forty um, for that at an urgent care in 2010. And that was just. And they were just starting to do clean catch, which is when you just pee. They used to just swab, but now it's clean catch for those. Just pee. <laughs> yes. Well, at least they don't have to stick a um, a swab into your urethra. So yes, that's what it used to be, which is no fun for anybody. Well, Thank unless good. you're into it. <laughs> well, if you're into sounding, but yes. again, if you're into sounding, talk to Doctor Jake. If, yes. for example, just say something. Just let him know. Let your provider know. And if they're yeah. not supportive of you there are options there are definitely options you can get help thank goodness for medical advancements too so that yes. that doesn't happen anymore 
<laughs> unless you want it. Um, right. Of course, we will uh, put uh, the links to him uh, on our Twitter page and Facebook and everywhere. So you'll be able to uh, link that. Um, of course, if you have any questions, uh, you can uh, send them our way and we'll have Dr. Jack on again uh, and we'll ask him your questions uh, if you want to do it that way. Uh, so again, Dr. Jack, thank you for joining us. Uh, he'll be back again for another episode soon. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for uh, letting me, um, you know, chat and answer questions. And I'm always happy to help people out. I, that's what I love to do. I love to help people. So and uh, there's help for you um, wherever you are. So just know that. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can do all of that at the Comacast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time.